Hey, this is Abdiel Cancel. I'm the pastor of Audible Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, gives you faith, and the desire to make hope louder. Enjoy the message. Listen, I want to share something from Scripture with you. When you read the Bible, there's a lot that goes on in there, and God is actually teaching us something every day as we read from the Scripture. Today, I want to go to the book of Acts, and we're going to be in chapter 16 of the book of Acts. Now, if you're new to church and you're new to the Bible, I want you to know that there are different places and different things in the Bible that are important for us to, to read and to understand. When you read the Gospels, the Gospels are telling you all about the story of Jesus while he was here. Now, the Bible, from beginning to the end, from Genesis to, to uh, Revelation, is all a, a love story, and it's the story of love that God has towards us and why, uh, why he's done what he's done and what he's going to do. So if you're ever afraid about what's happening next, Look for the answers in the book of, uh, in, in the Word of God, in the Scripture. Uh, but the book of Acts is, is uh, sort of the stories of what happened after Jesus left earth and what happens with the disciples. And the book of Acts is the story of how the church formed. And when we talk about the church, I want you to know that the church of the book of Acts, the church of the Bible, is the same, same church that you are a part of today. It's this same church. And though it might look a little different the way that we are uh, proclaiming and announcing the good news, that is still what we're doing. The one thing that Jesus asked us to do before he left this earth. And we're proclaiming the good news of Jesus throughout the earth. So I want to read the scripture in the book of Acts chapter 16. And we're going to kind of jump into um, to sort of something that happened with two of God's uh, men that were kind of proclaiming the gospel and, and going all over the world and teaching about the good news of salvation. And, and one of the guys you might have heard, his name is Paul, and the other guy's name is Silas, all right? So we're going to read a little bit of what happened to them and how they, were, they ended up being in prison. And I want you to know, that as we read the scripture, every time I read the word of God, I dive in in a way that I want to put myself there. What would I have done? What would I have thought uh, if I was in that situation? And a lot of you might find yourself today in situations that are similar to the situations that are here in the scripture. That's why when Jesus was here, he talked in parables. He would teach uh, in story, in storytelling. I honestly, I honestly believe, and I've shared this with a few of my friends, that if Jesus was here today, he would probably be a, a film director or some sort of storyteller in a way that, that would compel us to understand uh, the message that he's sharing with us. So I want to I want to jump in here, uh, and as we're doing that, we're gonna pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the scripture, and we believe that everything that is in this scripture from beginning to end has been revealed to us so that we can understand your will and so that we can understand what it is that you have for us, Father. So speak to us through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. So in the scripture, we jump here, uh, chapter 16 of the book of Acts. If you don't have your Bibles, if you need a Bible, reach out to us. We'll get one to you. Uh, also, you can use the Bible app on your mobile devices. Acts 16, and we're going to jump to uh, verse, uh, we'll start with verse 16 and on. Uh, chapter 16, verse 16. One day, as we were going down uh, to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. 
um, and, and it starts right off here. This is really cool. It starts right off saying, we were on our way to the prayer room, right? How many times uh, do you get in trouble uh, on your way to the right place? Think about that for a second. You got to go to the right place. And as you're going to the right place, sometimes the right place could be the house of God. Sometimes the right place could be something else different in your life. But as you're going to the right place, sometimes the enemy, and a lot of times the enemy is not going to be happy with you. So they're on their way to the place of prayer, and they encounter this girl who had an evil spirit who allowed her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling, the, by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God, and they have come to tell us how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got exasperated and he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and instantly it left her. Uh, and so you would say to yourself, well, why were they exasperated? Why were they upset? She was, she was telling the truth. I want you to know that the enemy is going to utilize a strategy uh, to, in, in order to call the attention of people. And that strategy is to be loud. It is to be uh, more prevalent, right? So at some point, the distraction of this girl saying the truth about the man of God was more prevalent than the message that the man of God were bringing. And that's why as, at Audible, one of, our, one of our things, and we have it even in wristbands and everywhere, is make hope louder. We want to make sure that the truth and that the message of God is louder than any other message that is coming across our way. And right now, I don't know if you are like me, but I'm getting tired of reading the same news and being confused by, by what Fox said and what CNN said and the president said this, but she said that. I'm tired of that. I want to, I want to know what the Bible says. I want to know what God says it's going to happen. And once we are able to understand the infallible truth from the word of God, we can be at ease. We could be at peace and know that our God has our back and that we should not be concerned about anything. So that's why at some point they were like, you know, we, we're done with this. We're, we're not going to allow. And I think it is, it is time for us as a church and as people who are believers to say, I'm not going to allow the, the loud noises that are going around to dictate how I'm going to feel and to dictate how I'm going to respond in my life. And I'm going to make hope louder than the heavy noise that's surrounding us right now. So the Bible says that because of this, they got themselves in trouble. And I'll read on from there. Her, matter, her master's hopes of wealth were, more, uh, were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They, should, they shouted to the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. I want you to know that when you begin to do the will of God, and I don't want to scare you. I want you to do the will of God. But I want you to know that when you begin to do the will of God, there are people that will not be happy with you. There are people that once agree with you, that once related to you, that once loved you, that now because you're doing the will of God, they won't. But I also want you to be encouraged in knowing that it is better to do the will of God than not to. 
We have been called for a purpose. We have been called for such a time as this. And it is time for you and I to stand up and be louder about hope, about Jesus, about salvation, and about the truth of the gospel of Christ. The marketplace is filled with loud noises, with with fake news, with uncertainty. But we, you and I, we trust what God has already promised and we're going to do what he said that we believe that he's going to do what he said that he will do. So the Bible says that a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them to strip them to, to be stripped and beaten uh, with wooden rods. I want you to know, again, uh, there's a mob mentality that is that is going on right now in society. And that mob mentality is, is a follower mentality that we need to avoid. We've been called to, to, to be the head and not the tail. We have been called to be leaders and not followers. So I, I want you to think about uh, what, what your response has been up until this moment and, and think whether or not you are leading in your response or you're following. For some of you that are mothers, maybe single mothers, maybe young, young fathers, for some of you, what is, what is, how is your, your son and your daughter going to look at you and, and see how have you responded to this crisis? How have you responded in your leadership at home? I think that's crucial that we are not being led by the mob mentality, but by we are being led by the word of God and by what is right and wrong and what we know to be right and wrong. And I think that's important because here's what happens when the mob gets involved. Quickly, they got, they got, the, the officials order them to be beaten, arrested. In fact, if we read on here, it says that um, in verse 23, they were severely beaten and they were both throw in, thrown into prison. And the jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. I want, and I want you to think about this and I want you to bring that into today. What's happening today in our lives, in our society? Some of the common sense is being thrown away. And I think that it's important for us to, to have common sense and have, have the dignity and, and, and the love for humans and for people that God is calling us to have. To step away from that mentality and, and not be followers, but be leaders in, in our stand before society and before God and with our children and with our families. And, and it says that the jailer was ordered to throw Paul and Silas into prison and to make sure, he was given a command, make sure that they don't escape. And so what happens? Some of you might know already the story. You might have read this in the Bible. You might have heard it before. But what happens after this? What happens with Paul and Silas? Do they start complaining? Do they start crying? Do they start whining? Well, let's read on and let's see what happened. The Bible says that around midnight, verse 24 says... So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet to the stocks. So not only were, were they imprisoned, but the Bible says that they were in the inner dungeon, in the deepest hole, in the darkest place. And then it goes on to say that at the midnight, around the midnight hour, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. The midnight hour signifies the darkest moment of the night. 
The midnight hour might signify the darkest moment of your life right now. And what you choose to do in the midnight hour will determine what others will see about you and how you trust God. So I believe that it is, it is our responsibility to, in the midnight hour, in the, in the darkest time of our lives, we need to not be in the, in the camp that is whining and complaining and, and crying, but in the midnight hour, in the darkest time for our lives, it is, it is our responsibility to be in the camp of those who are worshiping God. Paul and Silas decided that my pain is going to have a purpose, that my struggle, that this situation will, will not go in vain because I think it's important for us to realize that in, even in our darkest hour, God is still able. God is still able and willing to and wants to use you to speak to others, to bless somebody else. I think it's, it's important that the Bible notes and points out that as they were praying and singing, the other prisoners were listening. In your darkest hour, in your midnight are you whining? Are you complaining? Are you shouting? Are you posting? What are you doing in your midnight hour? Are you praying to God and singing hymns so that others can see that you trust God and that you are unafraid of what may come? Or are you joining the crowd and the mob and whining and complaining? I think, I think God does something that's very unique. I think God does something that uh, if we look around in just in nature, we'll see it all over the place. And, and it's that God uses pain to produce growth. I think pain has a purpose and has a place in our lives. Think about whenever you got ready to exercise or to lose weight or to do anything like that. Uh, you go to the gym and you start working uh, your muscles and the next day uh, you're going to wake up feeling the pain of the work that you put in. But if you are truly committed to growth in your personal health and, and in your body, you, you come to love and appreciate that pain. In the same way, as we move about our lives, I believe that God is right now utilizing this season for us to turn a pain that could be painful and that could drive us into complaining and whining, but he wants to use that pain to make sure that we are growing. So this week, I want you to stop and make an assessment of your life of the pains that you might be going through right now, whether it's physical, financial, uh, family, emotional, regardless of what pain it is that you're going through right now, are you utilizing that pain to grow or are you complaining? Or are you utilizing that pain to just continue to be the same old way that you've been? The Bible says that after that midnight hour that Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns and that the prisoners were listening, that God made it so that there would be an earthquake in the prison. And the Bible says that all the chains of the prisoners fell and that at once the jailer all, immediately thought they must have all escaped. But Paul shouted and said, hey, don't worry, we're all here. And he goes on to say that uh, Paul and Silas minister to this jailer and him and his family became servants of God due to this crisis. Paul and Silas 
by the letter of the law should not have been in prison. But the purpose of God was for them to be in prison at that time. Not only for the jailer and his family, but for all of the prisoners who were there listening to their prayers, their testimonies, and their singing. So I encourage you this week to, in the midst of your darkest hour, in the midst of your midnight hour, in the midst of your most profound pain, sing to the Lord. Worship God. Pray out loud. Believe, trust, share with somebody the good news of salvation. And you will see that there will be a purpose in your pain. Would you pray with me today? Father God, we thank you so much for the amazing blessing that it is to be called your son, to be called your daughter. For those, of all, for those that are listening right now that are connected to us, Father, I pray that you bless them with just a tremendous blessing, that they are able to see all that you are doing for and with them, Father God. We thank you for your goodness, and we ask that in the midnight hour, you give us the strength and the wisdom to worship you and to pray and to be an encouragement to those who need to be encouraged. We love you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click on the link in the description to give now or visit our website at autofourchurch.com. Now go out and make hope louder.